Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals, an upbeat podcast about deadbeat crims. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre and downright stupid crimes and criminals in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, I'll be talking about a dodgy Italian gynecologist nicknamed Dr. Magic Flute, who claimed he could cure women of HPV by having sex with them as well as the world's most farcical and outrageous home invasion, which just happened to take place in Florida, and much more. Alrighty, let's get cracking. According to his website, 68-year-old Dr. Giovanni Miniello is a surgeon specialising in obstetrics and gynaecology. An esteemed professional, always competent and up-to-date, Dr. Miniello uses state-of-the-art diagnostic and therapeutic equipment. Trained in Italy and abroad, he has published several textbooks about colposcopy and phase contrast microscopy. Well, he's actually only published two medical textbooks, not several as claimed. He has co-written five books of pithy observations and poetry, though, but I hope to God nobody is actually using them as medical textbooks. The dodgy doctor's dicky practices were uncovered by investigative Italian TV news program La Lenny when a woman named Anna Maria contacted them about him offering to have sex with her as a cure for HPV. I highly doubt his 68-year-old dick could be classified as the -the state-of-the-art therapeutic equipment he claims to use on his website. 33-year-old Anna Maria visited Miniello at his practice in Bari, Italy, after having difficulties getting pregnant. He allegedly told her that she had HPV, despite the fact her pap smear test was clear of any signs of the ailment. For those of you lucky enough not to know, HPV is a common virus that can affect all genders. It is spread through sexual contact and can cause cancers, including cancer of the cervix. But not all HPV infections lead to cancer. Anna Maria told Italian newspaper La Repubblica that Miniello did not act like a professional doctor right from the get-go. After her checkup, she said he fondled her boobs and told her that he liked women with small breasts. When she contacted him to get the results from her test, she was shocked to hear him propose that he could cure the cancer she did not actually have by having sex with her and kindly offered to make her a sex appointment. He reportedly said, 
I have saved many women from cancer. All those I've had contact with were negative afterwards. Well, you know, if they were negative before, like Anna Maria, then them being negative afterwards isn't some magical cure. I mean, we all have the power to cure people of diseases they don't actually have by having sex with them. Anna Maria recorded the conversation with Dr. Magic Dick and sent it to news show Leleni for them to investigate. They set up a sting operation and hired an actress to go visit Miniello and be tested for HPV. Soon after examining her, he told her that she had white spots on her cervix, which are a symptom of HPV. Then he offered to have sex with her in a hotel room, which he claimed would give her immunity from the virus. The actress met up with the doctor in a hotel room. As he took his clothes off, he told her that as soon as they'd had sex, she would no longer have the virus that he hadn't scientifically proven she actually had in the first place. Footage from hidden cameras set up in the hotel room showed the doctor calling his penis the magic flute and the Padre Pio of penises, which are rather bold claims. Padre Pio was a 20th century priest renowned for healing and also having stigmata, which probably wasn't the association he was going for with that. Although I think it'd only be fair if he did get stigmata of the penis for his faux medical sexual predator bullshit. The doctor also made a bizarre claim that having sex with a man vaccinated against HPV, like himself, would give her immunity. When she suggested he wear a condom, he told her she wouldn't receive the healing antibodies if they had protected sex, as the latex would block them. Yep, Dr. Magic Dick has to raw dog you if you want to soak up all the healing properties his majestic sperm has to offer. After he lay down on the bed, a reporter burst into the room to challenge him on his methods, and he not only repeated the claim, but he took out his phone to ring former patients that he said he'd cured. But I guess none of them answered. Sitting on the bed, wearing nothing but his underpants, Dr. Magic Dick appeared to be outraged by the TV show's setup, telling the reporter... I'm only doing this for my studies and for the other people that I have saved. (laughs) Sure. Hashtag, it's science, bitch. Anna Maria said she decided to blow the whistle on Miniello after fearing that he would continue to target young women and women trying to conceive and those desperate for a cure for HPV. In response to his dodgy practices coming to light, Miniello released a statement to defend his criminally unprofessional behaviour through his lawyer, which said in part, I, who have successfully treated hundreds of women for over 40 years, only proposed an alternative treatment that has yielded results. He also added that he had never coerced the women to have sex with him and always gave them absolute freedom of choice. Is the bar on what's an acceptable way to treat women so damn low that we're supposed to congratulate him for not being a violent rapist who physically forced women to have sex with him? 
I'm certainly not sending him any bottles of champagne or fruit baskets. Him using his position and power to convince women to have sex with him or else they'll not be able to have children and potentially die of cancer is hardly grounds for celebration, is it? Since the TV broadcast aired, another 15 women have come forward claiming that they were also offered his miracle sex cure while visiting his practice. The coordinator for the Anti-Violence Centre in Bari told media, We have received several reports in the last few days from women who have gone through a similar situation. Some consider reporting it, others are afraid to, because the level of secondary victimisation we are witnessing is very high. Dr. Magic Dick was put under house arrest in late November 2021. Police confirmed that he's being investigated for two incidents dating back to September 2019 and June 2021. If convicted, he could spend up to 10 years in prison for each offence and it's possible more charges will be pending. The sleazy, penis-peddling doctor resigned from his job after being caught out in the TV sting. But as is often the case with sexual predators, he wants us to think that he's the real victim. Miniello claims that he's been the casualty of a media trial. Ironically, he told the media, I have thus executed the media sentence issued against me by some actors without the possibility of defence or appeal. I did it to restore some tranquility to my family, my daughters and ultimately also to myself. I go out in silence from the scene in the hope that the curtain of this terrible media pillory will close. Um, that may be pithy and lyrical like one of his poetry books, but it's also entirely inaccurate. He has not denied the accusations made against him. In fact, he actually doubled down proclaiming to the media that he only proposed an alternative treatment that has yielded results. So, Dr. Magic Dick, show us some proof of these results. Go get the receipts. Write a medical textbook full of your scientific findings. We'll be here eagerly waiting for that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. On January 21st, 2013, Florida residents Tony and LaDonna Land were blissfully unaware that they were about to become the victims of the most bizarre home invasion the world has ever seen. And I'm not exaggerating at all. You've got some outrageously crazy drug-induced shit about to hit your ears. Just after 7pm, Tony and LaDonna heard a series of loud thumping noises on the roof of their North Fort Myers home that sounded a bit like thunder. 
Tony went outside to investigate the disturbance and saw 21-year-old carnival worker Gregory Matthew Bruni running across their roof, but naked. When he noticed Tony looking up at him, the drug-addled carny leapt from the roof, tackling him to the ground. Then Bruni ran into the land's house, pulled a 72-inch big-screen TV off the wall and broke it on the living room floor while hollering incoherently. For his next trick, he allegedly grabbed a nearby wet-dry vacuum cleaner and emptied its liquid contents onto the floor. Fearing the naked intruder may turn his chaos demon energy toward her, LaDonna rushed to a back room and fetched a gun. When she returned, she fired three shots from the 38 caliber revolver at Bruni but missed, hitting a wall instead. Reacting to the shots, Bruni dropped to the floor of the living room, but rather than ducking for cover, he instead started to masturbate furiously. <laughs> By now, Tony was back inside the house calling 911. When the operator asked him what the intruder was up to, Tony told them, He's lying on my floor. He ran into my fucking house naked, hooting and hollering and tearing shit up. I don't know who the hell he is. He's naked and he ran into my damn house. After he finished jerking off, Bruni sucked up the contents of the vacuum cleaner he'd emptied onto the floor into his mouth, then spat them back out again. Then he scampered into Tony and LaDonna's son's bedroom and started picking up the kids' clothes and rubbing them against his face. In an attempt to gain control of the bizarre-as-fuck situation, Tony retrieved a shotgun from the master bedroom, pointed it at the demented carny and yelled, "'Lay down, motherfucker! Lay down!' Having a shotgun pointed at him seemed to break Bruni from his disruptive jizzy trance long enough for Tony to hold him at bay until the cops rocked up. The deputies tried to apprehend Bruni, but he wasn't having it. Instead, he flailed around wildly, babbling nonsensically at them. He allegedly tried to escape from their clutches several times until they tasered him into submission. Oh, and at some point, he also found the time to defecate in the hallway twice. Bruni was taken into custody and transported to Lee Memorial Hospital for evaluation, where doctors said they planned to conduct tests to determine what he was on. Bruni was charged with criminal mischief, battery, burglary and resisting arrest without violence. Unfortunately for us, the results of the test to determine exactly what it was he was on remain a mystery. Now it's time for Legend of the Week. After talking about dumb criminals all episode, I'd like to highlight a hero, two-legged or otherwise, who went out of their way to help stop a crime. In September 2015, Taco, the little white chihuahua, and Baxter, the big American staffy, were sleeping in the master bedroom of Jeff Clark's Doveton home in Melbourne, Australia. According to Nine News, at around 3.20am, Taco woke up and saw a hooded stranger in the house. 
Jeff said he was growling, barking, just all his hair went up. He wasn't happy. Taco's barking woke up Jeff and his partner. She screamed and Jeff jumped up and chased the intruder out through the back door. Jeff's three little kids had been asleep in bedrooms just a few metres from the kitchen where the burglar had been searching for valuables to pinch. While hero dog Taco had done everything he could to alert his owners to the presence of the intruder, their staffy Baxter had slept through the entire situation. Jeff said he wasn't too surprised by this as Taco rules Baxter even though he's a big staffy. Police commented that the incident was a compelling reminder for people to always lock their doors when they're home at night. Fortunately for Jeff and his family, nobody was harmed and an iPad was the only thing stolen from the house. One-year-old Chihuahua Taco was rewarded for his legendary actions with many treats. This story actually worries me a bit, as we have a Staffy Cross, and unlike most rescue dogs we've had, she loves absolutely everybody. She thinks all people are just great. I like to think she'd kick up a stink if someone broke into our house, but part of me worries we'd only wake up because we'd hear her tags jingling against the metal part of her collar as she wagged her tail furiously and tried to make the intruder pat her. (laughs) Oh God, she loves people so much. We're going to have to get another dog that like balances that out by hating everybody. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. A resident of Chinchilla in Queensland called the police after seeing a man off his tits on drugs in a vacant lot yelling at a tree and punching it in the trunk. Officers arrived to find the man in the process of damaging a tree and whacking the sap out of it before he attempted to flee the scene by jumping over a fence. Although he didn't manage to clear the fence, he did end up getting his clothing caught on it and partially ripped off him. This seemed to piss him off more than the innocent tree had, and he turned his iced-up rage on the officers. Wielding a branch of the tree as a weapon, he charged at the cops and somehow lost his pants in the process. The now pantless man continued to rage at the officers until they capsicum sprayed him into complying with them. Senior Constable Batten told the media that the man had been hallucinating and was under the extreme effects of ice and or methamphetamines. He stated... Oh, in terms of his level of how affected he was, it was right up there. I don't know if it was a bad batch of drugs or what. The man was eventually detained and airlifted to Toowoomba Hospital for medical treatment before facing multiple charges. In May 2012, a gang of Colombian robbers conceived a cunning plan to rob an internet cafe in the city of Colima. They casually strolled into the cafe and sat down at computers pretending to be genuine customers. Then they 
stunned everyone in the cafe by pulling out guns and telling them to get down on the ground as it was a stick-up. The gang grabbed all the cash from the register and made their getaway, running off into the streets. When the police arrived to investigate the robbery and take down witness statements, they couldn't believe how easy catching the culprits was going to be. You see, one of the robbers had logged into his Facebook account while in the cafe and hadn't bothered logging back out of it before the robbery began. A middle-aged Epping woman named Joyce Coffey managed to get herself arrested four times in 26 hours for repeatedly blasting ACDC's Highway to Hell and other assorted bangers from her house at full volume. The police first issued a warning to jamming out Joyce on a Tuesday afternoon in September 2012. She did not heed their warning and kept cranking out the Akadaka that's Aussie for ACDC, until she was arrested an hour later. After her release, Joyce went home, made herself a nice cup of tea and settled down under a blankie to read a Mills and Boone novel. No, she didn't. She got home, went straight to the stereo and started rocking out again. Five hours after her first arrest, she got her ass arrested again. She was later released went home, cranked up the stereo and got arrested yet another time. Her fourth arrest came after her nephew told police that he'd gone to her house to pick up some of his belongings and she took a long enough break from rocking out to throw a frying pan at him. After being put in jail and facing court, a judge recommended that Joyce start using headphones. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. If you want more dumb criminals in your life, you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals podcast Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. If you'd like to support the show and get access to ad-free episodes, monthly bonus episodes, and a variety of merchandise, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. I'd like to give a big thank you to Laurie Alexander, Carol R. Parker, John and Catherine for becoming new patrons. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. I released a new patron episode last week. It was about the Swedish Christmas tradition of the highly flammable Yevle Yule and some of the most outrageous fates that have befallen it, as well as a British man who was arrested over his offensive Christmas lights display and many more bad Santas and festive fails. It seems everybody is always looking for a new true crime podcast to listen to. Well, I have a treat for you. Stay tuned after the closing music to hear a promo from my friend CK's new historical true crime podcast, CK's Killing It. Till next time, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast.
CK's Killing It, True Crime and History is a new podcast that covers crimes pre-1960. You know, the golden days, where murder was more dignified and classy, right? No. Humans were as brutal and callous then as they are now. So let me tell you about them. With the added bonus of bringing the history of the time into the story to see how that affected the entire situation. The Great Depression, global war, attitudes towards women and minorities. Okay, some things have always been there. Join me for some stories about murder, jealousy, desperation, and out and out evil, with history and dark humour from those sepia hued days. See you soon, killers. 